Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. On this week's episode, I wanted to talk about bonds in 2022. I mentioned a Fidelity U.S. bond index fund. It was episode number 106, where I talked about the risk of investing in bond index funds, bond mutual funds, and even bonds in general. So check out that episode number 106. But I wanted to give an update on that Fidelity U.S. bond index fund to kind of help reiterate the lesson uh, that we learned from episode number 106. I hear so many people say, oh, bonds are conservative, bonds are less risky. Well, maybe, maybe not. In times like this, they can be more risky. So we'll talk about that on today's episode. Then on the second segment of the show, we'll talk about the number one contributing factor that determines the amount of wealth that you will build And for most people, that means the size of their retirement nest egg that they'll have ready to live on and support themselves in retirement. So we'll talk about that on the second segment of the show. It may not be what you think, so don't overthink that. But before we jump into those two segments of the show, I want to remind listeners, check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Under the resources tab, you've got free resources that you can download right there, such as my retirement secret sauce, my three steps to a successful retirement. And you'll notice there's no charge for those. You don't have to pay for those. Those are all available for free and they're great resources. Second, I wanted to mention my retirement coaching calls that I've been having with podcast listeners. You can find that information on the homepage and schedule it right there. But I do these 30 minute retirement coaching calls with a lot of listeners And it's been a lot of fun. And some people have even, you know, taken a step further and said, hey, I would like you to be our quarterback, be our financial planner and help us with a retirement plan. But I had a call this past week with a guy who kind of caught me off guard. Very nice guy. He had some gaps in his overall plan. He had some rental properties that I have some very strategic recommendations to really, really help him with those long term. And then he had some tax considerations that I warned him about. And I think he's going to be in great shape. And it was a very productive 30-minute retirement coaching call. But at the end of the call, he said, so how do you make money with this podcast, this Retirement Made Easy podcast? I don't hear any advertisements. Who are your sponsors? And like I said, it kind of caught me off guard. And and I said, well, the truth is I don't have any advertisers or sponsors for the podcast. I kind of just do this because this is my passion. This is what I'm good at. And I want to help people. And he said, well, I don't get it. How are you making money? How do I pay you for this? And I told him, well, you don't owe me anything for the retirement coaching session. I I don't charge for those. And I didn't create this podcast to make money on sponsors or advertisers or things like that. I didn't have this hidden agenda. I created this podcast during the pandemic as a way to reach not only current clients and help them learn more about retirement planning and building wealth and one day becoming financially independent, but also the people across the country who I have never met, and most of the listeners I will never meet, but I can still help them 
build a better financial life and more meaningful life in retirement by sharing bits and pieces of the wisdom that I've accumulated over the years by being a full-time retirement planning specialist in St. Louis, Missouri. And when I said all that, this listener was like, well, I, I understand you want to touch a lot of lives and help a lot of people, but there's got to be money behind it, isn't there? And I just told him, you know, my purpose is not to make money on this podcast. I just try to follow my heart and try to help as many people as I can. That's why I do the 30-minute retirement coaching calls, because I believe I have gifts that I can share with people to help benefit their lives. And I truly believe with that mindset, good things will come into your life. Blessings will come into your life. Believe me, I can, I can give you countless examples. And before I hung up the phone, he asked me, well, why isn't Wells Fargo and Merrill Lynch, why don't they do podcasts like this? I don't have an answer. I said, well, you have to ask them. <laughs> but it might be that it, there's not a lot of money in this. But I'll tell you this. The positive feedback and questions that I get from listeners that visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, it truly, truly keeps me going. So uh, continue to submit those questions to my website, and I'll keep this podcast going because, again, that, that fire is just inside of me, and there's a lot more people that we can touch and reach with this podcast. All right, enough of that. Let's get into today's topic. First topic of the day is talking about bond index funds, bond mutual funds. Again, if you did not hear the episode, The Risk of Investing in Bonds, episode number 106, check that out. That'll be in the show notes, a link to that. But if you're interested in following along, I'm going to be talking about a bond index fund. It's a Fidelity US bond index fund, symbol FX. N-A-X, if you want to look it up. But as I'm recording this podcast, year to date, it's down 16.13%. I'll say that again, this Fidelity U.S. Bond Index Fund is down over 16% year to date for 2022. And there's a lot of conservative investors out there that are just wondering, how can that be? How can bonds, my bond index fund, be losing me so much money? Well, this is because really interest rates have been rising so dramatically this year in 2022. And just imagine a seesaw, interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Let me give you a very elementary example of what a bond is and how this works. So imagine you bought a corporate bond, we'll call it a McDonald's bond, everybody knows McDonald's, and the way it works is you buy it for $10,000 and it pays you 2% interest, and it matures in 10 years. So how it works is a bond is like lending money to McDonald's. Just imagine you're lending money to McDonald's almost, but you're buying their, their bond for $10,000. And for that, let's just say the interest or coupon is paid twice a year, semi-annually. So if it's a 2% bond, you bought it for $10,000, that means it's going to pay you $200 of interest per year. So you would get a $100 check in June. You would get another $100 interest or coupon payment in December. Now, this is a 10-year bond. So what that means is the price that you could sell your $10,000 McDonald's bond paying you 2% is going to go up and down day by day. So let's just say you're going along, you're happy, you're getting your $200 a year in interest. 
and all of a sudden interest rates double. And now McDonald's is offering 4% bonds. And now you're kind of jealous because you want one of those 4% interest bonds because the one you hold is only paying you 2%. And you come to me and you say, Greg, will you buy my 2% McDonald's bond? Because I want to go buy a a 4% McDonald's bond. I'll get double the interest if I do that. Well, I might say, I'm kind of interested in your bond, but I'm not going to pay you $10,000 for it. It, To me, it's not worth $10,000 because interest rates have risen and I can go and buy a brand new McDonald's bond paying me 4%, whereas yours is only paying me 2% if I buy it. So I may offer you $8,8500 for your bond that you paid $10,000 for. I would be foolish to give you $10,000 for it, what you paid for it, right? Think about that. If I can buy a brand new McDonald's bond paying me 4% and yours is only paying me 2%, why would I buy your bond and get half of the interest for the same price? So you might be unhappy that you could only sell your McDonald's bond for $8,000 or $8,500 because interest rates went up. Now imagine interest rates kept going up and up and up, and now I could go buy a 6% McDonald's bond. And again, yours is only paying you 2%. In that scenario, I would pay you even less for your 2% McDonald's bond, because again, I can buy a brand new one paying me 6% interest. So the higher interest rates keep going, the lower and lower the price of your bond that you could sell it for. So the way the bond works is if you hold that bond for 10 years, it will mature and you'll get your $10,000 back and you will have not lost any money as long as McDonald's doesn't default. And of course, McDonald's probably won't default in 10 years. They're a great company. So your principal actually went down because the price of your bond or what you could sell your bond for went down because interest rates spiked. Now, Again, that's a 10-year. This example is assuming you have a 10-year McDonald's corporate bond. If you had a very short-term bond, let's say it matured in six months or a year, when interest rates spike, the price of your bond is not going to go down as much because just hold on, in six months, the bond will mature and you'll get all your money back. Or in a year, if it's got a year left to maturity, just hold on to it for 12 months and you'll get all your money back. So the longer it takes for your bond to mature, the more interest rates are going to impact the price of your bond, either up or down. So this year, I mean, interest rates have just been going up and up and up and up. And all these long-term bonds that may not mature for 10 years or 15 years, they have really, really been dropping dramatically in price due to these rising interest rates. So this year has really been rough on people because The stock market's down, right? The S&P 500 is down over 20% as I record this podcast. In fact, 21% as I'm looking at it here today. But I just said the bonds, Fidelity's US bond index fund is down 16%, almost as much as the stock market. And on top of that, the Federal Reserve plans to raise rates uh, two more times this year in 2022. So what does that mean? That means the price of bonds will continue to go down and down and down as interest rates continue to rise. So I think this was a big lesson for a lot of investors out there. Again, bonds can be very, very risky when interest rates rise. 
And truly, so many people want to own bonds in a portfolio to kind of buffer out the down years of the stock market. Well, this year, gosh, the, the bond index funds are down just almost as much as the, the stock market. So it didn't really help you out by diversifying this year. So what I'm identifying here are there's, there's probably better strategies. So I hope that's a good quick recap of, of bonds this year and how much risk some people were taking with these bond funds and they didn't know they were taking it because interest rates haven't risen like this in a long, long time. All right, I'm ready to get to the second segment of today's episode, which is the number one indicator of people who retire wealthy. What do you think it might be? Do you think it's whether they work with a financial advisor or not? Do you think it's what type of investments that they invest in or the rate of return that somebody gets? Is that the biggest factor? Is it whether they invest in real estate or not? I'll give you a second to think about it. The number one indicator of people who retire wealthy. I gotta be honest, this one had me thinking, but the number one indicator of people who retire wealthy is their savings rate. Now, many people know I'm I'm a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro. If you have listened to the financial guru Dave Ramsey before, he's the number two syndicated host in the country. I am way far behind that. <laughs> and if you're wondering, Sean Hannity is now uh, number one now that Rush Limbaugh has passed away. But Dave Ramsey recommends that people save 15% of their household income for retirement each year after they've got all their debt paid off and their emergency fund is in order. So he's saying save 15% of your household gross income. And of all the people I've talked to, all the clients and, and listeners of the podcast, anyone that is saving 15% for retirement and has been for, for many, many years I can tell you they are always in fantastic shape for a well-funded retirement plan. It all comes down to how much are you saving for retirement in the years leading up to retirement? So savings rate, how much as a percentage of your annual income that you're saving for retirement, that is the greatest indicator that we have to tell us whether someone will retire wealthy or not. Now, I thought what someone invests their money in was a big factor. That's what I thought. Turns out it's a very, very small factor. It's still a contributing factor. I also thought whether someone's working with a financial advisor or not, maybe that would impact how much wealth they have built because the financial advisor is there to say, hey, you need to be saving 15% of your household income for retirement. And they, they're there to kind of keep your feet to the fire, so to speak and keep you on track. But turns out whether they're working with a financial advisor or not is not that big of a contributing factor. And throughout my years as a retirement planner, whenever somebody's close to retirement, I look at, okay, how much have they been saving recently, maybe in their 401k at work for retirement? And I can remember this one gentleman that came to me and he was contributing 3% to his 401k for retirement and he wanted to retire next year. And I said, why are you saving 3%? How did you come up with that number? And he said, well, my company matches the first 3%. And he was absolutely shocked when I said that I don't think you're gonna be able to afford to retire because you haven't saved enough. Your, your retirement nest egg isn't 
enough to support your lifestyle for the next 30 years. And he said, why? He kept saying, if my investments would have done better in my 401k, then I would be able to retire next year like I want to. And he kept blaming it on the investments that they were the reason why he couldn't retire. And the real reason that he couldn't retire is, again, Dave Ramsey recommends saving 15% of your household income every year for retirement. He was saving three. I actually have a client that retired from a big company here in St. Louis in the HR benefits. She was an HR director for a long, long time. And she said, Greg, you would not believe how many people only contribute up to the match in the 401k. And some people don't even contribute at all to get our 3% match. She had access to those figures. Of course, she was doing benefits and payroll and all that stuff. So she could see as a percentage what each person was saving as a percentage of their paycheck into the 401k plan. And I'll leave you with one more observation that I've made over the years because I've asked some of my wealthiest clients that have really built big balances. Normally it's in their 401k, but they've got a sizable nest egg compared to maybe some of the other families that I work with. And I asked them how they did it. And I always get an answer that something like this. I had a guy the other day that said, well, my dad always said, give 10, save 10. We tithe 10% at church and 10% goes in our 401k. And it's kind of just automatic. That's what I've done for the last 35 years. And you know what? I've never changed. And he said that 10% that he had going into the 401k as he got raises every year, and normally it was a 2% raise or a 1.5% raise or a big promotion, he said that 10% was a bigger number. It was off of a bigger number. So he always recommended, and I always recommend doing a percentage of your pay so that as years go on and you get raises and promotions and you make more money, it's a larger dollar amount going in your 401k. You can't just do a fixed dollar amount for the rest of your life saving for retirement. It has to be a percent of your hopefully rising or increasing income. I had another client say that that her first boss told her, contribute 15%. The best advice he had, he was kind of like a mentor of hers, her first bo boss ever. And he retired 20 years ago, but she never forgot her first boss. He always said, contribute 15% into that 401k. You'll be glad you did. And she said she was just so consistent with it and just never touched it, never went into the website. She never monkeyed around with the investments, never changed that percentage going into her 401k. It was just like clockwork. It just went in and, and she lived on 85% of her money or her, her pay. And with so many things in life, consistency is the key. There was a story about uh, Jerry Seinfeld and, and somebody asked him, how do you become a famous comedian and get so good at writing jokes? And he said, well, uh, let me give you the best advice. Get a calendar and you got to write jokes. Just write a little bit, but be consistent every single day. You got to write every single day. Jerry Seinfeld wrote about stories of his life and family. And he's very, very funny guy, very famous comedian. But he said, if you just use that calendar and put X's every single day after you've written your jokes for the day and just commit and don't break the chain. And the chain, when you look at the calendar at the end of the month, it should look like a chain link fence with all the X's. Don't break 
the chain. Be consistent. That's how you become successful. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. If you have questions, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Investor Program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Investor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.